thank you for joining us, Trump Nations. It's going to be the, let's see, seventh, eight, nine, ten. So this is the seventh out of ten in the series. And in this episode, what we're going to do is we are going to expand on the last episode when we talked about the military folks that rushed the Capitol. So in this 10-part series, you are going to get more information, more candid information, more real information, more uh, academic, scientific information than you're going to get anywhere else. I've been a psychotherapist for 17 years. I discuss with other professional, other psychotherapists. We look at the facts. We look at the data, right? And the ground rules for the podcast, as we talked about, are we, this is a facts-based podcast. So what are facts? Facts are information that is proven to be true. So how do you prove something? Uh, you prove things through video evidence. You prove things through, with eyewitness testimony, even though eyewitness testimony is the worst kind of testimony, the least reliable testimony in court. Use eyewitness testimony with corroboration. Use documentation from evidence-based scientific studies with contemporaneous information. Now, what's going on with the Capitol riots is that uh, the more things change, right? Uh, new facts emerge, but a lot of patterns are emerging, right? And the more research you do, the more patterns emerge and pattern recognition, people get this wrong in this country, but math is pattern recognition. So, there are lies in there, damn lies in there, statistics. And then a lot of this podcast, I have, uh, you know, my personal observations through life, through my 50 years of life. Um, I have my training, two master's degrees in business. And also my personal experience. So you have observations, personal observations with corroboration. You have my training and then you have my experience. You ball that all in you have a lot of information, but we don't know everything. So we'd love your feedback uh, to really get into the heart of who rushed the Capitol. Who are Trump voters? I remember in 2016, people were crying. People had no idea. It was a big upset when Hillary lost to Trump. People didn't know why. Well, comprehensively through the written papers, past podcasts on the triggers, in this 10-part series, you will know in depth. And you can add on your own. So expanding on... The military folks. Now we're going to get into the law enforcement. Now, the patterns that are emerging are that the vast majority of the people arrested are all white. They're, you know, between 45 and 70, even though there's some as young as 18. 
who got uh, arrested, right? Uh, they all have ex-wives, ex-husbands. Uh, they hate Mexicans publicly. Uh, they feel that it's liberal victimization as we talked in the past, that because of liberal victimization, uh, they're losing their freedom. So you hear that a lot. That's a pattern as we do more research, as we uh, read more about the folks who got arrested. Now, there's been a lot of talk about law enforcement and law enforcement involvement, and there is a lot, but you have to put it in perspective. Out of the 416 people that got arrested, we have five that were arrested, there were current uh, folks on the police force, and then we have around three that were veterans of the police force. So, well, when you look at it, that's not a lot. However, cops know how to not get arrested. So there was a lot of cops there that rushed the Capitol who uh, know either they showed their badge and they got away with it, or they knew what was coming, right? Same thing with other types of uh, military personnel. Uh, another pattern of the law enforcement that got arrested and the people that went to the Capitol is that a lot of them were going through financial hardship. When you get divorced, it's it, financial hardship is not fall behind. And even if you're not uh, financially hardshiped, you're having financial difficulties. So what does that mean, right? That means that you're living in amygdala brain. And for those watching the videos, and we'll have it for the podcast folks, we'll have it in the episode notes, we'll have a look at the amygdala brain. So when you're going through financial difficulties, uh, you're right here in the amygdala brain. And the amygdala brain is the panic part of the brain. Uh, it's part of the reptilian part of the brain. And it's because it, it deals with emotions, with reaction, right? So you're a military, you're a police person, uh, you hear sirens, right? And sirens is a great analogy for it. When you hear a siren, siren, how do you feel, right? It's a panic, something's going on. Fight or flight, right? So it's deep within the temporal lobes. It's part of the limbic system. So the limbic system is the emotional part of our brain. And I remember uh, my mom growing up, she said, emotions are liars, right? Emotions will lie to you. So when you are in the emotional part of the brain, the limbic system, the amygdala brain, your thinking is not as rational as what we would prefer it to be. So if you're a police officer, if you're in the military, in war, a large part of your day, you're in amygdala brain because you're in a, in a dangerous situation, right? Uh, functions. On a, anatomic responses associated with fear, right? Uh, emotional responses, processing and consolidating memory, and then hormonal secretion that for guys is extra testosterone, right? So that's something, that's a process, being the amygdala brain, is something you process when you think about the capital riots and what end up being going down and the folks 
being arrested, especially folks in law enforcement, where they're hearing sirens all day, literally, for 20 years. So they have that amygdala brain. What does that mean? You're susceptible to getting riled up, like the like uh, Sean told us, who was in the military, and I asked him to explain how the guys from the military end up being wrapped up in capital riots. And he said, one of the things is being easy to riled up. So if you spend 20 years right here in the amygdala brain, it's easy to get you riled up, right? Uh, very interesting, the part of uh, women, right? Women in the capital riots. We'll explore that further in the next podcast. But uh, out of the seven law enforcement folks that were arrested, uh, I believe around three of them were women, right? So that's that's a high percentage for the people that were arrested. And it's interesting to know uh, the women that were involved in the capital riots. What is their profile? Now, as you look at these folks, you break them down into two categories, people who are organizers, right? People who are trying to monetize it, people who are raising money versus people who are just hanging out, right? And people that were just hanging out ended up like uh, Miss Bobbitt. In the next episode, episode eight, we'll talk about the women involved and we'll talk about uh, women like Bobbitt or Babbitt who ended up getting shot and killed, right? So episode eight, we'll explore the other part of the crowd that were arrested and were there, were profiled. This episode, we're profiling people in law enforcement. And we'll hear from them as well, right? Now, it's common knowledge. Before we get into profiling uh, each member, uh, of law enforcement that got arrested and, you know, processing their story, who they are, to really make sense of what the hell happened, right? Who the heck these people are, what the hell happened, as weird as it is, and how, as a society, we can stop this from occurring in the future. Now, it's common knowledge, right? And there's an FBI report from 2006, right? And I have links in the episode notes. In 2006, the FBI had a report of links of extremism in police force. So this is not new. So when a African-American gets pulled over and gets shot by police, uh, not only is it not a shock, we understand that extreme um, domestic, violent extremists, and rich judges, <clears throat> billionaires, have all consorted, right, to pay police officers to shoot African Americans and minorities. Uh, that's, it's not a shock, right? It's common knowledge, we've seen it a long, a long time, but we have to follow the money, and the federal government has to get involved and look at bank accounts of police officers, of police unions, of uh, management in different police forces around the country and follow the money to the billionaire domestic violence extremists who fund and who pay cops to shoot minorities, right? So that's an element 
as we go macro to micro. So in every podcast as well, we go from a macro, a wide, and we narrow it down. So still looking at it from a wide perspective, this is not new. And any person in business, so if you got a white domestic extremist, right, or any race, and they're good at business, they're good at targeting people, they know their customer, right? So they know the types of people in law enforcement they can recruit, and they also know how to pay cops in a way, offshore accounts, on and on. They know how to pay police officers to shoot minorities and, you know, shoot African-Americans. The 2006 FBI report that I'll have a link to spells it out. Now, if you have a police officer, you know, how do drugs get into jail, right? They get there through the police system. So if you have a police officer who's already involved in a drug ring, who's already involved in a burglary ring, when you have your target for your rich domestic extremist to pay this cop off, right? to shoot minorities. So looking at it, it makes a lot of sense how everything kind of came down and broke down. Now you have, uh, we'll get into the actual folks that uh, really the capital, right? But let's listen to one uh, ex-cop right, who his house got raided, right? And this guy's more of an organizer, right? You got the people that hang out and organize. This guy's more of an organizer. People on the podcast will listen to it and people on the live stream will be able to watch him live. Let me take that real quick. Let's get on TV, all right. This guy's Alan Holster. Let's listen to what he has to say. Grandpa, back in 2020 and 2021, when the world had lost its mind and health officers and governors across the country turned into Nazi dictators overnight, what did you do, Grandpa, Grandma? Were you a hero or were you a villain? No new normal, no muzzles, no mandatory vaccines and no vaccine passports. Thank you. Good luck with that conversation with your grandkids. Entire lives. It's going to be a 20 to 30 years when your grandchildren are looking you in the eye and asking you, Grandma, Grandpa, back in 2020 and 2021, when the world had lost its mind and health officers and governors across the country turned into Nazi dictators overnight. What did you do, Grandpa, Grandma? Were you a hero or were you a villain? No new normal, no muzzles, no mandatory vaccines, and no vaccine passports. Thank you. Good luck with that conversation with your grandkids. All right. So that's Alan uh, Holster. And uh, he was at the Capitol. He rushed the Capitol. He retired as a police officer, and believe it or not, he ends up being a yoga instructor. So he runs the Phoenix Project, which they have a lot of uh, extreme uh, domestic uh, violence or uh, extreme 
domestic or domestic extremists or ex, uh, violent domestic extremist language. And as you see there, the theme, right, that a lot of these people say is that because of liberal victimization, uh, giving Guatemalans uh, free health care and free college, right? Uh, and victimizing minority groups by freedoms are being taken away. So that's some insight into the way these people are thinking. And again, he's an anti-vaccine. So another, another theme, right, is we talked about uh, the elements through the DSM, and I'll put another link to them, that delusion and conspiratorial thinking is involved when you look at the DSM. The DSM is the uh, dialectical statistical manual for psychotherapy, right? When you read that, the elements of uh, paranoid schizophrenic is delusionary conspiratorial thinking. So he's acting, he's anti-vaccines because of a conspiratorial angle, delusions, right? Uh, he's an ex-cop, he rushed the Capitol. You notice these themes. <laughs> And they're reoccurring, and uh, you see them often as you start reading through the folks. Now, a current cop that went there is a guy by the name of Joseph Fisher. He was arrested. Uh, he looks and sounds like a really nice guy, fat guy. He's been a cop for 20 years. He went to the Capitol, got himself arrested. Uh, he wasn't violent. He was, he was there, and he kind of crossed through some boundaries, he was fired from his job, no pension after 20 years, but he said it was fine. Why? Because he had to fight for the loss of his personal freedoms, right? That we know uh, they are linking to liberal victimization that listening to the last podcast, the previous podcast, you heard Don Jr., you heard his girlfriend, you heard Laura Trump talk about liberal victimization, how bad it is, and how it's tearing up his personal freedoms. So you have two cops that got arrested. One that got his house freedom by the FBI, right? The anti-vaccine guy, right? Talking about when you're a grandparent. Then you have uh, Fisher being arrested, losing his pension after 20 years, and they're both talking about losing their freedoms to liberal victimization. One former cop that got arrested was a Asian guy by the name of Pham. Pham uh, was at the Capitol riots. Uh, he ends up getting arrested in Houston. Uh, he was triggered by Facebook. He didn't do a lot, but it was interesting. He was an ex-police officer. He was on certain Facebook groups, got triggered go. Now, one interesting couple, we got two. You have uh, Laura Steele and her husband. Now, they were more of an organizer. They're part of the Oath Keepers. And a lot of ex-cops end up working in driving regions, charging people, teaching him how to shoot. But these guys from the Oath Keepers, Laura Steele had a whole... Uh, she organized people to get there. She triggered them to the triggers we're talking about. 
And she had a business though. She trained people how to be soldiers, how to be militiamen, right? She was a former uh, police officer who, because of anger issues and things she was doing on the force, she uh, got herself fired. But her husband is the assistant chief of police in that town until recently. And of course they were in our, uh, North Carolina is having riots and problems over a, uh, a shooting of an African-American gentleman again. You notice the themes, folks? Uh, and again, we're talking about facts, right? Events, documentation proven to be true, and we're using direct evidence. But you notice the pattern, right? And pattern recognition, what is it? Mass. Notice the patterns here. North Carolina, guy gets shot in the back. You can't shoot people in the back if you're a cop. You can't shoot people that are leaving the scene, right? So Laura got in trouble anyway. She got herself fired. Her husband's part of that system. He just retired and they ran a militia group. They're part of the Oath Keepers, but she was making money. For me, she's more of a manipulator. She manipulates people to make money. She teaches them how to shoot. She teaches them how to be militiamen. And she tells them, hey, the world's ending. Because of liberal victimization, you're losing your freedoms. Laura Steele. Yeah. Got three more either retired cops or current cops who were arrested. You have Thomas Webster, uh, ex NYPD. So, two, uh, one was a former spokesperson for the uh, NYPD. And, and another one was a former police officer, right? Who got arrested, uh, very racist guy, had a lot of complaints for being racist. He got himself arrested, older white guy. So there was a lot of middle-aged white guys here. And Thomas Webster uh, fits the, the bill. Now, Thomas Webster is not complaining, even though he rioted, committed mayhem. Uh, he was arrested for violent acts. Now he's complaining that he's around too many inner city guys in jail. And he, one of the charges is that he hit another fellow police officer with a metal pole with a spike on it. All right. So, Another, another, uh, another pattern, right? The whole racism end of it, and uh, the domestic, uh, domestic extremists, violent domestic extremists, right? With a racism element to it. It's right there in black and white. Can't get away from it. Sarah Carpenter was a retired cop. She's a former spokesperson, gaslighter, Spencer for the NYPD. She made a special trip to go there. Domestic violent extremist is the term. The last person we'll profile today is going to be uh, actually two, right? There's always a pipeline between New Jersey 
in Miami. We talk about these girls from New Jersey that um, Marina Suarez. And let me see here. I thought I wrote it down, but let me see who she got arrested with. So this is almost like these two women like to hang out with uh, domestic violent extremists. And they made a trip to go hang out with them at the Capitol for the riots. And it was almost like a girl's night out. Uh, they asked for vacation time and they went to the riots to go have some fun, have some pictures with their friends. Her name is Marina Suarez. And she is a correction officer in New Jersey. Marina Suarez. Can I get her? co-law enforcement person who also got arrested. Uh, the Republicans are saying, hey, you know, some people are just hanging out, uh, just having a good time. And it's true. There's a cap, you know, uh, there were uh, a cross-section of people. Not everybody went and did the same thing, right? And these girls, I, I would call because of the way they were uh, acting, were just there for fun. They weren't there uh, necessarily to cause mayhem, riots. In a way, it seems like they were looking for, you know, dates. But you tell me who you hang out with, right? And I'll tell you who you are. That's what my mom used to say. Marissa Suarez, that's what I had to do. It's Marissa Suarez. Let me look her up here real quick. Now, places to do your own research is uh, George Washington University. George Washington University a lot of detail, but you never get your information from one source, right? Again, you need corroboration. So Maria Suarez used to work for the Monmouth County Jail. And she went there to have fun, was taking pictures, but she went into the Capitol, right? She should have known better. She didn't stop people from uh, committing mayhem. So, Marissa Suarez and Laura Steele, right? Hey, let's go hang out at the Capitol riots, right? Let me just chant uh, the N-word over and over and over again with people. Uh, she took an emergency holiday, so she didn't have any holiday time left. But when she got with her girlfriend, she went ahead and took an emergency holiday on taxpayers' money. Right. So that's from Mar uh, Marissa Suarez, who I'm sure is now going to get fired. Uh, 
and to look at the indictments, I have links in the episode notes. Uh, you can go to the United States Department of Justice, District of Columbia. Actually, her, the name of her friend that she went with is Patricia Dodisco. So, Marissa Suarez and Patricia Tarisco, two females in law enforcement, went together and had a good time at the riots, took pictures, took videos. They got themselves arrested and got themselves most likely fired from their jobs. Right. Uh, and the last person on this podcast, last uh, law enforcement uh, arrested, the real profile is Mark Lintz. Lintz. Uh, had a lot of complaints for being racist. Again, the theme, right? The pattern, pattern recognition is math. So we got two of the law enforcement guys arrested have a history of racism. He went to the riots, he says, because we're losing what? our personal freedoms due to what? Liberal victimization. So that's the way Nick Lentz feels. And that's why he went, uh, he was live streaming the whole event. So who knows how he made it this far in life being that stupid, right? To live stream committing major felonies at the Capitol. But he thought it was a new day, right? They were there to overthrow the election that Trump was going to be elected. They probably believe now with their delusional minds that Trump is going to be reinstated. That's a new rumor that's going on with QAnon and delusional peoples that Trump's going to be reinstated. Right? But we're profiling these people. We're looking at patterns. So he's the second law enforcement officer with a history of racism him in uh, North Miami. And when he gets arrested through his social media, he says the reason he went because it was lost personal freedom due to liberal victimization. So man, we did a great job. Very proud of what we're doing here, the information we're providing. And it's unbiased, evidence-based, facts-based. You can have your own opinion, but you can't have your own facts. And we're getting details, right? I'm learning a lot, doing the research, really getting insight into who Trump voters are and who rushed the Capitol. So in the last few episodes, we detail, we gave you an, an exact detail of law enforcement and, and the military. So now in the next episode, we'll get everybody else. But we're always close when Winston Churchill. And in life, you always get a lot more than what you give. So, Winston Churchill said, 
got us through the last major crisis in Western civilization. He said, you make a living from your labor, but you make a life with what you give. Thank you for listening and growing. And man, we're growing leaps and bounds. So thank you for growing and listening to the ESBC Podcast Network. If you haven't heard of Anchor, it is free. It's a podcast that I use. And they really do a good job for us here at the GFSN betting and team report podcast. It helps us make 70 to 80% of your bets. Now, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started, my brothers. That's why this one cost us $800 and that cost $200. That's why I wear good shoes and roll my butt and I get a limousine sometimes.